Hello and welcome to this episode of the coaching podcast from British Canoeing. So welcome to the coaching podcast. Uh, this morning we're lucky to be joined by Emily Davies, canoe slalom athlete, who uh, has given up a bit of time to come and talk to us today. So I'm just going to let Emily introduce herself and we'll see where it takes us. Yeah, so hi, um, I'm Emily, uh, 21, um, paddle slalom in for Snowdonia in North Wales and paddle mainly C1 at Prem, right, currently ranked fifth in the UK and I've just finished studying my degree in outdoor education in John Wales. Cool, and you're having a little break from training for Christmas, so that's uh, it's a good time to get yeah. in, I guess. Um, so you were going to do a, a session at a conference about um, women training through menstrual cycles and how uh, we can deal with that as coaches and um, so it's a really good opportunity I think to to help other coaches and other athletes know how to tackle the subject and how to uh, what, what the issues are what the training needs are uh, and where to go so wh why did you want to talk about this why did you want to get this out there in the open um so I started um looking at this because I was kind of fed up of making up excuses on the water for why I wasn't performing how I was um, and why I wasn't being, why I couldn't tell the truth to the coach about what was actually going on because we all want to be performing at our best from the coach, coach's side and the athlete's side but I think this is something that's hindering that um, and I don't see why it should be when it should just be like an open topic and then I realised that it wasn't just me going through it. It was probably most other girls everywhere. So yeah. I was like, right, well, someone's going to do something about it. So we'll give it a go. Awesome. So when you say you were making excuses, why were you making excuses to the coach? Yeah. So I'd be like, um, if I had stomach cramps or something, I'd be like, oh, I've just got really bad belly ache. I um, don't really want to get on the water today. It's a bit cold. Making up excuses, really. Right. What is actually going on? Um, if I'm like losing my balance a lot he'd just be like why are you rolling all the time just keep your boat flatter and it's like it's not quite that simple but okay I'll just roll with it when really I shouldn't have just rolled with it I should have just been like right this is what's going on yeah so clearly yeah so it was affecting your training it's affecting your the coach athlete relationship along the way There's, yeah so it's got multiple layers to that hasn't it really yeah okay so give us a run through then of, of um how does it when, how does it affect you and when does it affect you most in, in the cycle? Um, so in the cycle, it's got like four different phases and they each have different effects on you. Um, and it affects everyone really differently. It's not just like one way. Like it doesn't, it affects everyone so differently. The way it affects me will be completely different to someone else, so I can't tell you exactly how and why it affects you, because um, it's really individual to the paddler, and yeah. that's why it's kind of important to be able to have that openness to talk about it. Yeah, okay. All right, well, let's go, let's go with that conversation then. So uh, I remember as a coach, we didn't talk about that. That was never a thing, okay? But now modern research shows that there are things we need to know, and as you quite rightly point out, um, it does affect you in different ways. And if, you had, if I had a group of five female athletes, it probably would affect them in five different ways. So any advice for me then as a coach, if I was working with a group of 
young female athletes for the first time or I'm fairly new to it. How do we go about tackling that subject? Is it something I need to bring up as a coach or do I need to leave it to the athlete? Or how do we, how do we start that conversation? I guess it's probably something that anyone listening um, might be going, all right, how do, you, how, do you, how do you start the conversation? How did you say to your coach for the first time, yeah, I'm not just, you know, I'm not just falling in for no reason here. How did you have that conversation? Um, I think it kind of started from, from me just kind of plucking up the courage to be like, look, this is what's going on. But quite obviously that's not easy to do for a lot of other people. Um, I think it starts from, so I've done like a questionnaire and sent it out to, uh, I sent it out to like everyone internationally and got responses from um, New Zealand, America, Australia, all over the UK. And it kind of showed that it was affecting everyone. Um, and it was that they think that coaches don't have that understanding in the first place and that they don't really, they're not really bothered about it. So then that's why the athletes won't go to the coaches yeah. to um, be like, look, this is what's actually going on. So I think to begin with, we need to make sure that the coaches have that understanding yeah. of what's going on and that knowledge. And then that the athletes know that so that then that relationship can start to be built between yeah. the athlete and the coach yeah. to be able to then talk about it. Yeah, and it's not it's not something that needs to be discussed every day, is it? It's No. It's something that can be discussed once and then maybe put in... And then put in, like, there's apps out there, you can write it in your diary. Yeah. Um, yeah, in, like, your training returns, just put, like, a little red circle or something or right. through an app, yeah. put something on that. Yeah. Um, they're really helpful. And then at least then the coach knows you're still communicating, but you're not doing it face to face. So if you're not feeling that comfortable talking about it, you don't have to talk about it again. You can just be like, yeah. So it can be something it. you deal with once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it's kind of dealt with when everybody knows. And do you think there's um, enough? Do you think there's enough training out there for a for athletes to understand the effect it has on their bodies? But also, you might not know the answer to this one because you're a coach. But do you know if how much training? Like, is it easy to access this information? It's not. Um, well, I don't think it is because from the research that I've looked at, um, they've estimated that seventy percent of females don't have any education in the first place about their cycle. Never mind introducing seventy percent. Seventy percent. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and that's just like the general knowledge. That's not how it changes within sport because it can have different impacts when you put sport into the equation. Do you, do you have any examples? What, so give us, so how would it impact you? So obviously you're saying there's days where you didn't feel like training, there's days where you felt wobbly in the boat, there's days where you had stomach cramps. Mm. Is, there, is there any other kind of triggers that you, you might be able to help another athlete out here by going, yeah, this is how it affected me when you're out training or in the gym or whatever. Yeah, I think sometimes um, it it affects you, the way that you're kind of thinking. Um, it can, for me anyway, it can be quite negative sometimes. So, And the triggers can be a lot smaller than usual. So something that you wouldn't usually irritate you would just be right. like, bang. Like, yeah. That's just got to me so quick. <laughs> And I'm just really annoyed now. Um, sometimes, which I think 
coaches struggle with is sometimes you just want to burst out crying and for absolutely no reason at all. Um, But then that's hard for you to express to a coach in the first place. But then when you do, they kind of freak out a little bit and they're like, I don't know what to do. Like, why are you upset? It's almost too late at that point, isn't it? They should be... We, as coaches, we should be able to recognise the signs, and if we, if we if we know that that's that this week, for instance, that's going to happen, then yeah. then we can deal with it. Whereas dealing with it suddenly on, on the riverbank or in the gym, yeah. it's going to be a very different. It's be yeah, it's going to be a bit harder. So so it's psychological stuff as well as physi- physiological, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it can be like it it's different throughout the whole month. So it's not like. It's not like once you're on your period, that's it. That's the time frame. It's throughout the whole like one to 28 days of that month. It's just yeah. different. And I think it's important to to say that it can be seen as a positive thing and like impact your training positively. Yeah, sure. Because there is research that's been done that said if you look at uh, how a female cycle is and then you incorporate the training into that, then it can make the athlete stronger in the first place um, and you can use it to optimise their performance then. And that there are times where the hormone levels are more like um, more like a male's, so then that's like a, the best time to increase like strength and that so kind of really aspect. So you can really tie this and, and, and tie really it make the most of Yeah. Make the most of it, really. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. That's really interesting already for me. I'm sure others will be will be finding the same thing. So, moving on from that, then where, where would we where would we take this? What what would be the next thing that you would want to? What would you want to see out there in, in the not just in the paddle sport world though, but in in the sporting world? If there's if seventy percent of people, general population don't know enough about it, then sports really needs to step up and get involved with this, don't they? Yeah, I think. Um, more opportunities to be able to so like in courses like sports courses first aid courses I think it'd be so easy just to add like a little topic into it and just be like look this is kind of what goes on for a female athlete and I'm sure there's probably aspects that go on for a male athlete as well but um, I think this is like one big thing that can actually help the athletes and also keep them in the sport yeah because um, yeah. I think sometimes it can be a thing that kind of knocks them out I was going to say do you, do you think that would cause dropout in some, some athletes yeah definitely and from the questionnaire that like all the answers that I sent out um, and that I got back it was clear that there were some dropouts and have been just because it's not managed in oh. the way that it could be okay. and then numbers would be yeah. yeah, we definitely need to do a bit of work on that. Yeah. Then, for sure. <laughs> and is there, is there anything else that we think you think we should be chatting about now that, that would be useful to people? Um, I think we could probably make it just more more open to talk about it, and like when we say like period and menstrual cycle and things like that, like just take a moment and think about how that makes you feel because a lot of people you'll say that and it'll make them feel instantly uncomfortable and it shouldn't be like it's just another word to explain something yeah it should just be like yeah okay cool that's fine um 
And for me and my coach, that's how it has like developed now. It's like, yeah, okay, cool, that's fine. Um, that's just how it is, and we'll work with that. Um, it just needs to be more of an open kind of topic to talk yeah. about and easier. Yeah, yeah. And do you think an early stage? You think parents could play a part in it to make it sort of mediate a little bit, make it a bit easier for the, for athletes talking to coaches, coaches talking to athletes, or do you think it should be just athletes need to be open about it, coaches need to be open about it. What, do you think there's a, a, a role to play for parents in that at all? Or? It probably is like a whole group um, thing, as it is in like any athlete's journey throughout sport, you've always got that support around you. And I think if everyone's on the same page and you, you can talk to some like anyone you want to, then that would make it a lot easier. Yeah. Um, I think that that will definitely come with time. It's not just going to change overnight, no. but um, I think it will get there eventually, so that you are able to to talk to anyone because it should just be you should just be able to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Emily, that's great. That's that's been really useful for me. Um, so I guess the messages we're sending out there is that we need to start talking about it. Yeah. Um, where if people wanted to know more right now, is there any good? Um, I don't know other other podcasts or books or anything like that you recommend for as further reading or yeah there was a really good one was it raw you gave raw yeah raw, raw was right. really good um there's some other like bits and pieces in that um that you can look at of how like a female athlete can train best um or to like optimize their performance and one of the other things is like how nutrition plays into that and how it can how it can help with the cycle as well at different times as to what you give your body. Um, okay, do you have any, do you, we'll carry on, do you have any examples <laughs> of that? That's good. Um, I'm still like looking into things like that and yeah. um, trying different things. Again, it, it kind of differs from um, which kind of stage you are at the cycle, but there is an app that's really good and it's called Fit a Woman and um it's literally got any everything on there. Okay. So it goes through which, like where you are in your cycle, and then it it documents that then for like the rest of the year, kind of estimates where, Very well. and then it gives you information on like nutrition, um, how you might be feeling. It kind of like gives you an explanation of things. It's got so much um, cool stuff on there, and it's really interesting to like read and be like, okay, that makes a bit more sense now. Yeah. Um, and there is an app that goes with that that coaches can access, which is, I think it's called like Coach. Uh, oh, okay. Well, we'll find the links for that and see if we can, can include them on the bottom of the info podcast. Um, to, just one other question before we do stuff. <laughs> is, uh, do you think it's worth keeping a diary then of, of how you feel at different times of the month and linking that to the training? Yeah. So that people can really start to see how it affects them. If you're saying it, and it obviously does affect people in different ways, that... Uh, that each athlete could keep a bit of a log of this is this is how I felt, this is how my training went, this is how my energy levels were. That yeah. they can start building up that picture for themselves. Yeah, I think it would be it would be really good to to be able to see that and then to be able to see the patterns. Because then if you're not if you feel like you're not performing within training, you can then look at where you are and be like, okay, this is a possibility of why I'm not yeah. um performing the way I'd like to be on the water at this time. Um and you can also, at different times, you are at higher risk of injury. So then you would be able to be more like, okay, I'm going to have a light week here yeah. and be able to plan that out in your diary. 
yeah, that, that well, injury prevention is a big, big part of anything we do. If that, if there's times of the month where it's heightened, then we need to jump on that pretty quick. Emily, that's been brilliant. Thank you ever so much. Um, hope that was useful to people, um, and we'll include some links uh, at the in the info for the book and the apps as well. Thanks very much, Emily. No worries.